0: Do you have your passport? Did you get your shots? Girl, would you like to come back with... TC and Jake. To America 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 America, 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 America. Do you have your passport? Did you get your shots? Who wants to come back with... TC and Jake. America, America, America. America, America. 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 That was a listener submission, Jake. We thank Alex W. for that intro and open.
1: That is, pound for pound, one of my favorite pieces of audio we've ever played on the show. and It's, it's very kinda, good. It's, you know, nothing else has ruined R. Kelly for me. It's it's that. Oh, okay. Um, all right. like today, I mean, it all uh, kind of goes hand in hand. It, it, it really does. Dude, have you seen the video? Like, the audio wasn't really worth playing, but uh, it must be very old because I don't think R. Kelly's out there killing it. Um, but there was a video that was going viral last week where he is on the front row of a concert and he is singing just like that. And he's like, wipe my face. And like some women who are in the front row have a rag and they're just sort of wiping his face off. Yeah. He's like, keep wiping, keep wiping. (laughs) And they're like wiping around his face and, uh, inevitably he starts so uh, singing now. Grab it, grab it, oh, and it's no. just women just grabbing his fucking dick. Yeah,
0: that's uh, uh, that's him. You know, he's a sex addict.
1: He's, someone, he's a pervert. Someone uh, tweeted yesterday. I think it, I think it was yesterday that Trump tweeted, "Save the United States Postal, uh, Postal Service." Uh huh. And then someone, like all caps, was like, "Like R. Kelly." Let these women out of my house. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, that's apt. Um, yeah, Alex what? was uh, pointing out he did not know the, uh, the sound that goes in between uh, the, the open audio and then the, uh, the Terminator music. And I, I wanted to pop quiz you and see if you know the sound that goes between the, uh, the open audio and the, the Terminator music. The
1: brrrr. Yeah, uh, I, whew, Man, I probably did eight, nine years ago when you presented it to me, but at this point, no, I, I just consider it ours. It's uh, the Space it Ghost space Blasting ghost? Brack. Yeah, yes. okay. Yes. There you go. I was going to say, I knew there was a time where we were very Brack-centric here.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, for me, it always is. Uh, I asked Megan if we could watch the Brack show this weekend, and she was like, the what? Uh, and, and then I said, you know, Gumball Dad and she said no we could not watch gumball dad she was all right with it but she had something else we didn't end up watching gumball dad which you know fucking sucks but what are you gonna do
1: so you failed on branding her show and on getting the brack show
0: yeah i mean i cared about one of those a lot more than the other but we still didn't get to watch the brack show so
1: yeah it didn't seem to make a difference so remind me um So Space Ghost Coast to Coast was a uh, Adult Swim thing, right? I mean, I think that
0: Adult Swim exists because of it. Like, I think that it predates Adult Swim. It was, hey, why don't we put on Space Ghost Coast to Coast? That got ratings, and they were like,
1: why don't we build a whole thing around this? Because I definitely remember being into it, like, late junior high, in high school, but also it was confusing. Dude, I watched
0: Space Ghost Coast Coast to Coast in elementary school, I'm pretty sure.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, we're... Couple years
0: apart, so okay, that's yeah, I guess pretty that close sense, but chronologically.
1: I uh at the time was very confused by the idea that it was a a cartoon from the '60s. Like I didn't understand. Like, and I guess really, if you tried to explain to someone who wasn't born in the last 40 years, they wouldn't understand either. Like the concept of repurposed mixed media. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. he was a pioneer of it. You know. Right, that and C Lab. Because I remember when I found out that C Lab was a show that had been on before, mm-hmm. except now they made like dick jokes. Yeah. I was really, really confused by that. I and mean so I, were, Space like, Ghost and C
0: Lab both, I, I watched enough Cartoon Network that like I just had seen the regular shows plenty of times. See, I don't know if I had like I knew uh, all the Space Ghost characters. Like I'm like, oh why why isn't he fighting with Brack? They're enemies. I and only now knew they're doing space a ghost, talk show
1: together yeah or one of them's kev i only knew space ghost holding uh interview cards
0: no no <laughs> like, See, I mean, that, that made it better for me <laughs> of like you're watching this cartoon and you're like all right the cartoon's good but what if it were a late night talk show <laughs> god
1: damn it that's good <laughs> it's so and, fucking good. Uh, probably my favorite of them all had to have been the bird band. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, because that was, that was also, that was same deal of like, I watched that cartoon a ton before Man. it was Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law. Attorney or at Law. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, I would say that, uh, of, of like just the regular pre funny cartoons, I think Birdman was the best cartoon. I really liked Birdman.
1: Yeah. See, I just, I don't know. I don't have a ton of, uh, I don't have a ton of experience in that game, you know, because it's not DC.
0: Mm. yeah so we used to be a pretty space go centered podcast uh now i feel like it's pretty much just uh water sports centered
1: uh like pissing no don't go you don't got to take it there just just getting out on them waves dude eating them up oh i was gonna say because you have to at least imagine what it would feel like to have my face pissed on is it always face I, I mean think sometimes you like could do something else, but why? There's less nerve endings there. Because, you know, you don't want to do it much, probably ever at this point, but like objectively, pissing on yourself feels good.
0: Uh yeah, I mean the warmth, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I for mean, sure. The warmth that just attached sort of was like, such
1: a feeling of shame. I know, but if you could remove that and take it to just like the intimate times where shame is you know supposed to be
0: yeah i won't name names but i watched one of your friends piss on himself with no shame and 99 percent of my brain was full disgust i'll never get the image out of my head and the other one percent was like he does look like he's having a good time
1: <laughs> yeah i mean heck i've seen a guy piss on his own face <laughs> <laughs> i know that you have but that didn't look as comfortable to me because it took a significant amount of effort.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it you know, it, strong stream,
1: congrats. Yeah, and it looked very much like something you would see in a zoo. Like, it didn't look, you know, how like, <laughs> animals don't really ever look comfortable to me, like, when they're doing stuff like that. Like, they don't, I don't know, it's like they don't understand relaxing. And, like, when you see uh, a primate attempting to pee on itself or do something like crazy it's like ah oh, geez man Can you know you can just relax Yeah, uh, that's how it looked when I saw a friend do this but if you just like set on your couch all day and you just let's say you're just consuming some nice sparkling water and you just had the option of just gonna go it would feel great
0: yeah I, I wouldn't want to do that
1: you wouldn't want to do it because it would ruin your couch and your pants and you would feel shame but if you could remove all of that I don't know that it would be so bad, but then again, I don't know that when you say water sports, it's always, is it. maybe it's always on people's faces. I can right now flat out tell you in all of my travels on the internet, I don't think I've ever seen that happen to anyone's face.
0: No, I've not even watched. Never uh, even by accident. The Chuck Berry video. I've never seen it. I've just heard about it on the hard line.
1: I've only seen part of it, and it's the part where he farts
0: oh okay yeah he does forward on her um but yeah but i had a great time jet skiing told everyone told everyone about my jet skiing and uh i don't know um i'm sorry to do this but i i just want to promote my instagram it's thomas c fleming not that many people are on there uh compared to the, uh, the twitter and I, I find it easier to post videos there so i wanted to get on the podcast and ask everyone to go to go there so that they could see the videos that i make
1: yeah, I mean, I guess it took 10 years for you to turn into a prospective influencer, so I'll take those 10 years and probably view what happens after today as a different era, but also just be happy that Christ was alive that long.
0: Jose Abreu just got it done, dude. That's one run. Could be two.
1: If it was, you're two. forcing me to rank what is more annoying, you and jet skis or you and being distracted by the White Sox during the podcast, that's a real Sophie's choice for me.
0: Well, I just wanted to make sure that people knew that I was still me. Like, you're saying this is totally different, and I just wanted to let everyone know clearly, like, the evidence is in, is right in front of you. This man is no different, because he's just as excited about Jose Abreu getting that double done uh, as, as he would be about anything.
1: So anyways you want to talk about stuff we were right about always the list is just endless
0: i think and that we'd already played the audio of the pandemic thing we did that right
1: uh yeah where we said hey so what do we need now what we really need is a good pandemic yeah yeah and i think someone we were sent like, that
0: to us but i'm, I'm pretty sure we j- had already claimed credit for that well this is like i uh, mean you. i don't want to say we you. you you're the word pandemic came out of your mouth i don't want to be unclear about that.
1: Well, I should say that um like with any uh buzzword black swan event, I I think I imagined it being a lot more like dope and dramatic.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, you <laughs> know, like, even uh, watching you know, contagion. Michael Michael Bayish. Watching Contagion, there's there's a ton of stuff they get right, but like the most dramatic moments of you know like rationing food and like people start you know getting mad because there's not enough food and they they say overtake the truck i don't know i keep on thinking that maybe there was a truck overtaken somewhere and i just didn't see it or something like that but but we we have not yet had like widespread purely pandemic related violence like there have been protests but you know uh i would hope that police killing innocent people gets everyone mad uh virus or not although i think it certainly has an effect
1: on how widespread the uh the protests were that's true and we have guys in hawaiian shirts like killing federal guards but that's gets a little too muddy whenever we try to find causality like uh
0: it's the not most, the same thing as there's rations because of uh, a virus and people are fighting directly for those rations. And then later, right. whenever they get the, uh, the cure, they're, they're fighting for the... like. The, I don't even think it's the cure. I think there's a, uh, a hydroxychloroquine-like uh, element and people are, are duking it out over that. So I, I don't think we've had any pharmacies that just erupted in fucking fistfights because of uh, hydroxychloroquine.
1: And, I, and no, I would say like, that those
0: are the most, like, uh, Michael Bay parts of Contagion.
1: Yes, that's, and, like, I wanted to go on the run. <laughs> you wanted to go on the run. Well, whatever that constitutes, you know, I just thought there would be a dramatic scene where I'm sweaty and, for some reason, now have abs, and I'm collecting my family. Yeah. And what we deemed important and were, you know, storming out, I also have a pistol that's reason. more like the stand you yeah, haven't seen that so but for whatever reason without seeing it that's more what i was looking for but
0: that's a pandemic deal you know that the, the, the yeah there's, exactly. there's people Not, there's roving bands of uh miscreants going around because society's collapsed as the result of a disease
1: yeah or that uh kevin sorbo movie
0: like <laughs> yeah I, I guess so
1: <laughs> they just took the guns but instead it's just like yeah, I guess we'll buy garbanzo instead of black beans for a little while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're yeah. all out. So that's, uh, that's. Uh, oh, I guess, uh, kind of going to be bored forever. That That's not near as exciting as, as me, for some reason, having abs. Um, instead, in front of the roving band of miscreants, we just have, like, people on boats, and they're upset. And then, like, people who want to go buy, uh, like, uh, meat and cheese trays, but then they're like, oh, we can't because we don't like these rules. (laughs) Like, it's a much more boring version. Yeah,
0: yeah, this is all, yeah, dumber and more boring than (laughs) than I was hoping for.
1: Which should be the expectation, right? Like, that's why if you still hold out hope that we might get the aliens— like somehow that's gonna fucking suck compared to See that's to how why you think I want the aliens so
0: bad is cuz I feel like they it's would the not be vestige. constrained.
1: Yeah, but what, you'd be so bummed out whenever you like when they get here and they're like, "Well, we'd actually like to make our case on the floor of the house." And yeah. You're like, "What
0: the fuck?" Yeah, dude. Just level the whole fucking house. That'll get our dude, attention. No, like, I don't well, know what you mean we're, by we're when cent- they get here. Centrist. You're not listening to Tom,
1: dude. Oh, they're already here according to Tom.
0: Well, I mean, the military's got
1: videos. They're published. Oh, yeah, but that doesn't mean they're here. Those That just means that they're, like, buzzing the tower, and they can get on out of here pretty quickly. But, like, it would be fucking hilarious if, like, they sent a delegation, and all the while knowing that they could just completely waste us, they're like, well, we don't want to be too far to either side. So we'd like to, you know, kind of... Slow play this, like, and uh, and and really kind of build a consensus amongst your country. And we're only going to give the uh, the firebrand alien about forty seconds to speak.
0: The <laughs> <laughs> Bill O'Reilly of aliens,
1: right? The Bill O'Reilly or the AOC of aliens. We're going to keep their them on the fringes. Yeah. Uh but then uh surprisingly, uh my pillow guy pulls his face off and is like actually kind of been here the whole time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I didn't watch his thing. Do we need
1: to? Or all this is more oh, Thursday God stuff anyway. It. it is, but the lines are blurring. Um because Shelley Luther's running for office. I thought she was still thinking about it. Yeah, well dozens of dozens of people have told her that, you know, she'd be great for it. Which I can tell that she's upset. going
0: to do it because uh, she had some tweets that I, I'm i probably not going to be able to pull this up on the fly, but I was reading through her tweets to figure out if she – because someone said, like, you you guys called it Shelly Luther running for office, and then I was like, is she? And it was just her talking about it, about how she might. Um, but uh, some of the tweets were, like, clearly written by – like a campaign operative, like somewhat like a messaging person, yeah. like that. Some Republican, like campaign strategist, was like, "All right, give me your phone. I'll I'll get you an. Like you just let me tweet for you. I'll get you an office. Give me a couple months. Um,
1: and some of that sweet sweet GoFundMe money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that's absolutely what she's running on. Yeah, I mean, just, of course. You that's yeah. the only way that we know her name. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just mean that that cash that they raised. That can do a little damage for you in a... Uh, like, if you're just running for the Texas house, you don't need a billion dollars.
0: Like, uh, yeah, like hers... Just all of these are just like... She just has a bunch of like... Uh, she's taken, you know, a headline article um, and kind of added her take. You know, so a little, just a little something sassy. Um, <laughs> and uh, all of them are just like so sterile. They... It's just the. It's just so far removed from the way that actual people talk that yeah. uh, I I I smell it. I, I know that you know some guy in a a pressed shirt is uh is actually the one authoring these
1: yeah so she's considering a run for the texas house actually here it is
0: here it is i found the one i'm I'm talking (laughs) about okay it's uh the headline says rural families without internet face tough choice on school and she says this is exactly why virtual schooling does not work we are leaving behind rural and low socioeconomic communities (laughs) You'd mean to tell me that she had a pre standing opinion on why virtual schooling doesn't
1: work. Fuck off. Yeah, I was, uh, I was actually in the middle of uh, a Brazilian blowout and, <laughs> yeah. uh, and was thinking about how virtual learning was, will not be a sustainable option
0: <laughs> for yeah, curriculum.
1: Dude. No, um, someone wrote that for her. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So I will, uh, I will do what you did, and I will vote. Well, I guess it's too late. I was going to say I would vote like um, – well, no, I could do it in, in – yeah, so we're every other year. I'm going to vote for the Democrat that I want her to face. So that she can have a clear path? Yeah. Yeah, because in Texas that's very important. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't know how Republicans would be able to win races otherwise. Fine point.
1: Really, kind of surprised she's not speaking next week. That actually would have that would have made more sense to me than running because it's like a one-off, and yeah, yeah. That, Trump could I like mean, dude, cup, don't, he could cut her it butt. Out. Yeah, it feels like we're closing in on where they should be finalizing the sched. But um, the good news is, uh, Tiny Montana and his wife and the Covington Catholic kids, uh, the Sandman the new Sandman, both speaking at the Republican National Convention.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. In, in a normal world, and I understand that we haven't been in a normal world for a while, and that's fine. Uh, you know, I'm, it's not like I'm struggling to adjust to it. But uh, in a normal world, I think that you would want to, like, really go out of your way to be like, yes, We also have objections to the protests, but we, the establishment Republicans, are not the kinds of people who are just wandering out into the lawn and pointing a gun at them. That would be crazy. We're the kind of normal people you can vote for. Instead they're like, nah, we're them. They are us. We're that's our fucking avatar. We'll we'll just fucking
1: lazily shoot protesters (laughs) if if it needs to, yeah. With the golden gun? Yeah. Outside of like the worst house in America. We're the kind
0: of people who sue family members. Yeah, for sure. No problem.
1: Over birthday cards that said you're gonna get the family farm one day. I mean, if you ask yourself the question though, like I mean, and I'm trying to think of an analogous situation for this on the left, but it's not like the house over there is in order to any sensible degree either. But, like, that guy and his wife absolutely will be able to send a message harder than, like, you know, some dickhead junior senator from Minnesota or something that no one's ever heard of, right? Like, if you're average center-right Republican, which I guess that doesn't really exist anymore.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you're the Uh, average center-right Republican, apparently you're speaking at the DNC. You're
1: actually just a Democrat, right? You're John Kasich, but... Colin fucking Powell. I mean, we laugh at it, but this is actually brilliant. (laughs) No, it's not. Yeah, like, they need to get the guy with the axe from the bar in Victory Park. Yeah. Who, uh... (laughs) Trump was like... You know, and they beat him to death. I don't know if he's dead or not, but they beat him to death. <laughs> <Terrible> like, <last laughs> I saw. like uh, yeah, that guy needs to be up there. But who would it even be for us? I guess like the Harvard birdwatcher, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, dude. There's plenty of dumb libs. Um, oh no, plenty. But I'm looking for like the viral version, and I don't know that that guy was dumb. And just I'm looking for somebody that.
0: I don't. I don't know that we want the bird watcher. I. I think that uh, the the lady that was yelling at the bird watcher with the dog is a, a Hillary donor, right?
1: Dude, that's actually the play right there, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Have Amy. Cooper. that little redemption narrative. Right, like she breaks into tears while you're at it. Get the. Uh, I think she uh, volunteered
0: for Mayor Pete. Is that what it was, or donated
1: dude, to Mayor that, Pete? Yeah, I'm almost certain that was true. Um, get. Uh, Get the the plane AIDS lady, the lady who go who, who lost her. I have to shit. remember that. No, no, no! The lady who was flying to Africa and made like an AIDS oh, joke. Yeah, yeah, and, like, yeah. Justine ju- Sacco. Ju- Justine Sacco, that would be a good one.
0: Yeah. Um. The uh the president of the chop or whatever the the rapper that was like uh, this this is ours now. Just get him doing the
1: keynote. I don't remember that one.
0: Well, the the the. Area of Seattle,
1: the Chaz. Oh, the Chaz! The pro- yeah, come t- on, man. Protest. Yeah, you got to do the yeah. Chaz. Chaz. They should hold it in the Chaz. Leader of the Chaz. Yeah. Oh God damn it, TC.
0: And they, they but, might uh, all be talking now. I don't give a uh, yeah. I, I I'll never know. <laughs> I'm, I'm not watching that shit.
1: Yeah, who owns Goya Beans? Could you? Could you? possibly persuade them to 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 flip that would be a huge endorsement
0: yeah like uh who uh zell was that who spoke at the 2004 dnc like the georgia governor or what was the other way around i remember there was some uh governor of georgia named zell that that flipped from one side to the other and uh whichever side he flipped to was like this is big this is going to win us everything
1: I only barely remember that. Because whenever oh, we're Fuzzy talking Zeller, beans. whenever
0: I found out that Fuzzy Zeller <laughs> existed, I was, I wondered if he was related to, uh, no one cares about that. Zell
1: Miller. Oh, dude. Okay. So I want to do this real quick, uh, because I'm 99% sure this is going to make bad radio tomorrow. So I won't seem like a jerk for scooping our, uh, our show. Okay. What do you know about the guy who co-founded the masters who's not uh, the guy that you always see. Yeah. I right? mean, you I always see, but Bo- you, you, you always see Bobby Jones, right? Oh, I texted you this the other night. I yeah. I,
0: I, I, do know somewhat of it, so I don't want to spoil it by just telling you all the good
1: bits. So, uh, hit me. So Bobby Jones is the one that you, you see, uh, every year. Um, he's been dead for quite some time, but he's like a very, um, I don't know. Uh, Well put together, cordial, almost like majestic type figure for Augusta. Like he was very well liked. I mean, I'm positive he was also a racist, but that's kind of par for the course for a guy who founded a golf club in the 30s in Georgia. Mm -hmm. So the other guy who, based on these two or three articles I've read, uh, might have actually been more uh, instrumental in making the masters what it is today, is named Clifford Roberts. And if you just go to Clifford Roberts' Wikipedia page, the first line you'll see is, Born in Morning Sun, Iowa, Roberts had a financially troubled family life as a boy. He and his older brother, John Darius Roberts, left school before graduation after beating up the school's principal.
0: Boy, that, uh, that sentence just, I feel a lot reading that. Just You're not, beating up a fucking just if Iowa I could done anything principal. yeah uh, just call my brother up there so we could tag team this fucking principal <laughs> just you know and then just get on hey, time uh, my knuckles are getting a little tired you want to take a couple swings Dan <laughs>
1: <laughs> so after he did that he works as a, a successful traveling uh clothing salesman then gets into oil and gas does very well for himself there parlays that into uh, Wall Street becomes a partner at a uh, financial Brokerage company and eventually partners with Bobby Jones in 1932 to co found the Augusta National Golf Club in Augusta, Georgia. So, before we get to the like um juicy, extremely unsavory details, Mm -hmm. because a couple articles that I read were more trying to focus, like I think one of them might have been by Golf Magazine, and did they have some real sharp words? Not really. Not really. If you were able to leave the stuff that I'm going to tell you in a couple minutes to the side, um, granted, the dude was an absolute sociopath. But if you think about it, the Masters is kind of insane. Like the cost of a four day ticket has been relatively static to inflation for like 40 years. Yeah, you know, this uh, is a big focus for me. Now. Whenever
0: I uh, had the Pensacola show briefly, um, okay. We, you know, we, and I
1: think I remember you telling me that, and that's where I first learned about the concessions and and all that sort of thing. But I'm not that dialed into this stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, the the having the attendance be flat, like, of course that that matters. Uh, but like the the crazy thing is just the the TV, like the commercials they they run three commercials an hour they they arrange like that's like in every single other sporting event it's you sell the rights to the sporting event um and then the tv like what they do is handle you know who's who's going to be uh sponsoring it so you know like at&t pays cbs for 30 minutes or 30 seconds of cbs airtime that happens to be on during this event that you're being sold the masters is the only ones who is like we want like the hours like the all, like it's not like giving back and forth it's during from from this time to this time it can be on your network it can be your people but that's our shit everything every single fucking second is our second and so we're going to have a relationship with ibm mercedes and at&t i think is the three um where uh you know that we like they'll submit ads to us that and and you know this relationship is is them talking to uh to us and we'll run their ads and then they will pay you like like they they I yeah. mean the masters keep some of that money but Very the whole little. thing is that they they don't really give a shit like it's yes. It, there's there's so many this was my big angle whenever we did the segment is is there's i i'm often frustrated by how much money drives everything and i'm like i know money is important but really there's nothing that's more important to you than money and this is the one time where they're like actually uh being a snooty asshole is much more important than the money aren't, aren't yes. like they they really kind of seem to get it more than most people do because like the point of being a point of getting money in my mind is so you can be a snooty asshole whenever you feel like it and they're like we've got so much money already that like we're not gonna ha- like even for a fucking second think that you'd be able to run a mcdonald's commercial on our fucking golf tournament so they're yeah. just like i don't give a shit if it makes a ton uh and you know what whatever you make cbs keep most of it who the fuck cares we're the masters i don't know i i in its own way like like obviously i'm opposed to uh rich snooty asshole but like in its own way i respect the fuck out of it
1: yes uh here's one example um like he uh, roberts in particular had like a really heavy hand on like when he would find out what was being said on the broadcast like uh let's i see love here. that shit In uh, 1966, commentator Jack Whitaker referred to the energetic crowd on the 18th fairway following three players as a mob. He was banned from the tournament for six years.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's great shit. Uh, There was... there was one time a ball was traveling quick. I don't know if it's him specifically. I think that he might have been dead by the time this happened. Uh, and the commentator said that they might have put a bikini wax on the greens. And uh, he was banned
1: for life. Like he never got to come back. Uh, along those same lines. Uh, let's see uh roberts uh doesn't have a year here became angry when on a dreadful weather day cbs inadvertently showed some sodden bits of paper on the ground roberts remarked the public at large must have gained the impression that the whole affair was an untidy event (laughs) uh he told the cbs executive that the raised pieces of ground on the par 5 15th fairway were mounds not humps He was livid when CBS sent a helicopter over the course to take aerial footage during a practice round without clearance. He described that incident as a 1964 precursor to Apocalypse Now, claiming his uh, his patrons experienced discomfort and illness in some cases caused by the pine tree pollen stirred up by the helicopter. However, he wasn't just mad that they used helicopters— He was also mad by learning that CBS had used helicopters before this in a trial run at a tour event, Mm. and he was under the impression that all innovations were supposed to be revealed at the Masters. (laughs) Yeah, I'm mad you're being
0: reckless about these helicopters, but also not (laughs) reckless enough if you're testing them out with this other bullshit.
1: So the entire story of this dude, there's a uh, I think now it's a I, Rick Riley I, I used to work at, SI. at a,
0: a golf course. I think I mentioned this a couple times, and I, yeah. I, I am confident based on hearing about him and knowing the golf course owner, of the golf course I worked at, that all golf course owners are exactly like this. That like like dictatorial beyond imagine. You know, like the the kind of person who like has stuff like that happen and be le- and to immediately be like, you've just made someone sick by stirring up the pollen. Like yeah. this, this has to like just basically that it's not only that like all of their personal preferences are I- enacted exactingly it's that they have crazy personal preferences that just would not occur to uh to the regular person and he's just the like of all of them he's the one who was able to like make a big enough tv event that cbs be like yes sir that's a good point we appreciate it thank you sir
1: and I don't know if this is still the case, but when this article was written, I want to say fifteen, sixteen years ago, uh, this indicates that that's still a one-year or year-to-year year oh, yeah. deal with CBS. One hundred
0: percent. If they, if <laughs> CBS ever, like, like if they ever said like, "Hey, get Jim Nance the fuck off the broadcast," he called him fans, not patrons. Then uh, they they want to be able to be like, "Oh, you won't. All right, well, fine. It's on NBC now. Shut the fuck up."
1: Yeah. Uh, he also had a, uh, pretty significant hand in the election of Dwight Eisenhower. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Like he became really good friends with, with Dwight or with Ike Dwight. Um, and he basically managed Eisenhower's money. Oh shit. And gave him a membership at, uh, at Augusta. And where's the count on this? Let's see. I was gonna say, like at one point, I think it was that he stayed at the White House like something like a hundred nights a year. Wow! Uh, And of course, he did that by giving all of like Eisenhower's dudes uh, memberships because you they'll talk about Eisenhower in the broadcast all the time, right? Like this was his favorite hole or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, apparently he was there all the time. Yeah, and Roberts whenever. You know, Ike was not at Augusta; was at the White House, and they were like, you know, they were very tight. Um, there's also the the very the, the stuff that you probably know about, where he was not only racist, but racist to a degree where uh, he said, I want to say in, um, and I want to say this was in the '60s, where he said, "As long as I'm alive, all the golfers will be white, and all the caddies will be black."
0: that's uh it's like when you're halfway through that sentence you're like boy i think this is the most offensive thing i've ever heard and then he finishes it and you're like no i was wrong it's more offensive now
1: yeah and it's it's i don't know i don't think i ever knew that like i knew that they didn't have uh black members until you know way way late and then uh you know when black uh, black female i mean female members was uh female
0: members period was like your high school right
1: was it it was not until 1990 that they had an african-american member first woman admitted 2012 okay so yeah then unless condoleezza rice is a member now which i think she might be um <laughs> even later than that for i mean like uh 2003
0: i think they were getting a lot of heat for it so they were like uh, hey sponsors and they, they never call them sponsors they're their partners uh don't even worry about it don't pay us this year we'll just pay cbs out of pocket because we know we got it uh we're just running it without commercials so that no one gets any blowback for us refusing like they said either we could take these commercials and admit female members or we could just pay millions and millions of dollars and they were like yeah i don't want to fucking have late can you imagine just women walking around (laughs) here fuck
1: no But just the mandating all caddies be black thing, like that is just such another level. It really Um, is. And this came up last week, and the reason I stumbled uh, upon this, when they announced that the tournament being held two months from now, they got out in front of it and said, we're not going to have fans. Yeah. And it was uh, Every Day Should Be Saturday, who lied to us once about going to the CIA training. No, Um, he did not. You saw he brought that back up. Yeah, but I still think it's a—I think it's a, a running Kaufman-esque gig.
0: No, I—I—I th- I, I, I mean, like, uh, Bobby Stroop talked about uh, going down the the road with the Secret Service. I've—I've I've got a family member who's uh, exploring that right now as well. I—I I think it's a thing that happens, man.
1: It's a thing that happens. I'm just not sure it happens to Bum Chillips.
0: I think that Bum did it.
1: Well, in any case, he tweeted something to the effect of, uh, hey, the Masters are, are actually just one step away from what they've always wanted. No fans at all at the Masters. And I think he tweeted um, a link maybe to this, uh, this Wikipedia page for Clifford Roberts. So here's where it gets interesting. So Clifford Roberts, um, the man we're speaking of who was an investment banker, co-founded the club, um, was very racist – and wanted uh, wanted you know the, the the club to remain pristine from the commercial uh, incursions of of television. Uh, he at eighty three uh, was stricken with cancer and had a stroke, so he stepped down as the what was his role? I want to say he was basically the chairman of the Masters tournament mm-hmm. for thir- for thirty plus years. So he steps down within a year of stepping down. In poor health, he walked to Ike's Pond on the grounds of the of the, the golf club, a pond that is apparently on the par-3 course there, and at 83 years old, shot himself in the head. They don't mention that on the broadcast too often. They do not. They typically stick with Bobby Jones. <laughs> it's, uh, it's pretty metal, man. So you walk to the course you founded to a pristine, uh, you know, placid environment at 83 and you just blow your fucking brains out.
0: I mean, you don't do anything that he ever did without having a pretty outsized, uh, like, you know, selfishness, self-centeredness kind of deal. Yeah. And, uh... So then you're not really thinking about, like, what would it be like to clean up brains from the grass here? You're thinking about, what would I like to be, you know, looking at my last moments?
1: You'd love to see what the very fine-cut fescue looked like. Mm Mm-hmm. Just uh, splattered. But that is actually not the craziest part about this story. Okay. The craziest part about this story is that when he died— Upon his passing, he left his millions. Now, I don't have an exact number on this, but he left his inheritance, his fortune, to Planned Parenthood. Now, this is a guy who was very racist, who worked to get Eisenhower elected, uh, who was very much against, I don't know, the idea of women being treated equally. But,
0: you know, this is a time of different polarization. Uh, A lot of times, people kind of had different preferences, so... I could see how he would just want uh, in respect a a women's right to choose and, you know, know that that would. Uh, this, this.
1: Well, actually, TC, he left the bulk of his estate to Planned Parenthood simply because he hated children. You... He once kept a prospective member out of the club because the man had five sons and daughters. As far as Roberts was concerned, this is from a book written about 10 years ago. Quote, anyone stupid enough to have that many offspring is not smart enough to belong to Augusta National. Jesus Christ.
0: Uh, yeah, no, yeah, whatever you you relayed this anecdote to me, I don't think I've, like, questioned my uh, pro-choice leanings more in my life. Like, I'm like, man, that it, like... It, and really, I, I, I breathed a sigh of relief whenever it was just, like, he hates children. Because I could definitely see people like doing the math of like of what race are the people of Planned Parenthood like the people who use it and being like well I definitely like for those babies to be terminated
1: you know and maybe there's something to that but I don't I haven't seen anything about that. Uh, Another Golf Digest article stated it as the balance of his charity or uh, balance of his estate went to charities that had as their goal controlling the growth of the population, (sighs) which he saw as the preponderant threat to the world.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, resources grow linearly. Population grows exponentially. I didn't say linearly very well there. Um, You nailed
1: exponentially, though.
0: Thank you. Yeah. Well, it's, it's an easier word to say. Uh, so, you know, you could see how someone would get worked up about that. I, I, I don't know that he was work, getting worked up about it in like a, a way that I would probably be
1: comfortable with, you know? Yeah, as you said, it makes you question your entire pro-choice yeah. uh, position. By the way, on the morning of his suicide, he got his haircut in the club's barbershop.
0: That's cool.
1: And good. the thirty-eight that he used in the suicide um, somehow found its way into an uh, an auction catalog of golf golf memorabilia. Oh wow! And uh, the the club bought the gun back for fifteen thousand dollars. <laughs>
0: wow!
1: So they've where do they've they display got the, it? They've got the snub nose right there in the pro shop, I think. No, <laughs> I,
0: no. Think you're, I think you're <laughs> they joking own it, with but me. I don't
1: know what happened to it. Probably melted it down, but. I, I I've I don't know that I've ever read about a more complicated person. <laughs> Boy, um, I
0: don't know that he's complicated. I I think he's just
1: bad. Yeah, just bad. No, certainly complicated gives him a little bit of a wide berth, but it just you know, when you think about people who if again, if you control for inflation, are probably on the leaderboard of helped fund the most abortions. Yeah. I'm not sure that you have this guy uh you know Get get into moving day, little golf <laughs> reference for you. Thing.
0: Um, yeah, and then I I don't think it was him looking through the Wikipedia, uh, just because it, it indicates no World War One service for him. So I think that he hired a course designer, um, whose like entire idea for Augusta was like, yeah, this is just the shit I was thinking about whenever I was fucking being shelled the fuck out of in uh, somewhere in France. Like it was a World War One vet that was explicitly like was like yeah all this was terrifying and i was just mowing down fellow humans one after the other just watching their limbs fucking fly off and as i would do that i would just kind of zone out and look behind him and be like that is a beautiful hill kind of would like to incorporate that into some some lynx golf one day
1: okay i don't hate that though
0: if yeah no i i don't hate it it's kind of metal like i
1: contrast I, of the worst place in the world well where that place might have a couple of little pockets of of uh of beauty left in it that's uh you know
0: i just think it it's interesting i think it's interesting and i also like in 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 my world every single masters they would go over you know uh the designer like uh just mowing down as many Germans as he could and they pipe and in a
1: bunch of trench
0: screams and being like see this uh this this giant uh, patch of sand I'm opening up behind them because I'm just pumping so many bullets uh, that would actually be cool as a feature of golf if like they hit the <laughs> ball in there and just into that sandy area that'd be kind of hard to get out like I believe that I, I I could be just speaking on my ass here but I, I think that's why they're called bunkers.
1: Uh, yeah, probably, right? Like, that's just the general, like, every sport that has cribbed military terminology. Yeah. Your flank, offense, defense even. What's the deal with pimento cheese? Is that a yay or nay? I love pimento cheese. I think I do too, but it seems like something you can't really do anything with. Like, can you throw meat on there? I've tried, and I'm I'm not
0: going to stop trying, but I think you're right. It, it's it's there's it's got too much flavor on its own that it it ends up being like a you know kind
1: of a weird mix. Can you grill those fuckers? I a little toastiness th- or something like it. Just I, I I'm not against it. Yeah, for it. sure. It I mean, you can like definitely a,
0: like serve them on grilled bread. Like I, I'll I'll get a pimento cheese sandwich. Like, there's a, uh, the butcher shop near us will sell you pimento cheese sandwiches, uh, but they're like out of the uh, the fridge, but the bread right. is like, uh, you know, like it's, it's been, it's got some stiffness. It's got some crunch to it. I might try that this weekend. Grilling up a pimento cheese? Yeah. Yeah. And that's always a great, uh, if you're at your, your Whole Foods, your uh, Central Market or whatever, you know, that, 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 those are places where they will really, like... You know, I don't know that buying like salt at a central market makes a lot of sense. All salt probably tastes about the same. Yeah. Uh, but places where your, your extra dollar will get you as, as far as you would like to go, uh, I feel like their, their pimento cheese is, is usually pretty good. Not to say that anywhere is as bad, but you can take it to another level for sure.
1: Yeah, that is an interesting category of conversation of things that it's worth paying more for at the nicer grocery store. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, like, shampoo's not one of them. No. You know, get that shit in bulk wherever. whatever. Um, obviously, meat at some of those places is better. Like, this gets back to the bean thing, though, right? Like, I don't know. I mean, we had a bunch of Goya shit in our <laughs> cabinet whenever all that went down. And I'm like, well, I mean, you know, it's all just kind of a can of beans. I don't yeah. know that none of them really seem any. They're all like, I typically just buy the cheapest one. I don't know about you guys, but that's got to be the top consumed food in our home. But maybe it's just because, like, the baby will eat it.
0: I don't really like beans that much. I got no Any- beans in the uh, Chipotle burrito.
1: Oh, what?
0: Yeah. Extra rice. Take the place.
1: Oh. Uh, oh. Uh. I love a fucking bit of bean juice Just sort of dribbling down my chin, man That's disgusting Love that Get some good pinto jalapeno A little bacon fat A little bacon grease in there I mean, I do like bacon But you
0: could just eat bacon They should start doing uh, Chipotle Just put some bacon pits in, in that <laughs> pre- <laughs>
1: <laughs> Um You can't be that far off So oh yeah, I have that audio too
0: Do you still have Wikipedia pulled up in front of you, Jake? Uh, I do if you would like to type in, uh, I was uh, late night surfing the Excel Academy Facebook page, and they mentioned that uh, Excel Academy has a uh, Wikipedia. You want to go ahead and just type in? I don't know if the uh, Conroe one is the first one that comes up. There, it's a common enough name for schools. What are you seeing there? Does uh, it? Hold does on. it yeah, pull it's,
1: my computer's moving slow here, but there is one in Conroe, Texas. Yeah, it's not robust, but there is a page here. Uh,
0: you want to check out that bottom
1: section, homeboy? <sighs> Shut the fuck up! I mean, I can't be bad at it. You put it on mine, so someone must have put it on yours. I'm not. There's no way you did this.
0: I did not do it. Uh, so the uh, I didn't even uh, follow through with putting yours on there. Someone else did it. Um, but I, the reason I found out about this was because, uh, there was a conversation on the Facebook group where they were looking through the, uh, the edit history and apparently there has been two raging battles going back and forth. One of which was that, uh, someone kept on, there's various places around the internet, where kids have uh you know had like written up testimonials of like this is what i was like for me they're all pretty horrifying because it was really fucking bad um and just
1: like uh, a zanga type situation
0: yeah i mean you know different places uh some of them it's like just a forum or whatever some of them it's like you know uh, uh, a site that's for like collating together reviews of schools so that whenever parents are considering where to send their school like this this kind of like i went there this is what it was like stuff is helpful for those sorts of people um but uh so someone at some point had taken like 10 of those and put them all on the wikipedia page just were like hey uh here's you know some first person testimony what this place was like and uh someone else has been systematically taking those off and for a while, they were like, boy, I wonder which staff members got a, got it in for him and trying to make the place look good. But uh, someone did some... I, I tried to look at the edit history. I don't really get it. Uh, it's all complicated internet shit. Um, and uh, someone like determined, like, this person does this kind of stuff for a ton of pages. I think that they would... Li- legitimately are just like uh, a wikipedia editor who's like you know this seems out of place for wikipedia the craziest one of them of the testimonials as far as where they were one of them was uh, like a pickup artist website mm-hmm. um it was just like a guy being like these days i'm a hella good pickup artist but i want to give a shout out to the og mind manipulator uh, Jamie fucking Reisner taught me all this shit about how to like make people fucking do whatever the fuck you want. And you know, uh, I see what he's saying. Um, you know, she, she certainly got some people to do things that they otherwise did not want to do. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's the one battle of uh, putting the, uh, the testimonials on and then someone taking them off. And then the other years long running battle is that someone, hopefully someone who's hearing this now, I figure the chances are good, uh, has been putting me on, and then various other people will come in and be like, what is this? No, and delete it away, but like right now it's up. So uh, we're, we're winning the battle. And okay, I, uh, but- I just want to say thank you to uh, whatever anonymous person is, uh, is putting me out there.
1: Okay, yeah, see, because there's like a, uh, a citation next to it that leads to the unticket.
0: Yeah, I, I saw that. I mean, you know, because it says T.C. Fleming radio personality, and if you would like proof that I was on the radio, a list of radio segments I did uh, does seem to uh, to back up the claim.
1: What about this incident here?
0: Oh, yeah, you don't know about that?
1: I know about that. Sheriff's deputy moonlighting in Excel fired by the county, indicted, charges. You want me of to just, I, I can tell you what happened. Okay, yeah.
0: So th- I definitely knew this guy. Like he was there all the time. Um, his name was Monty Morast. He, uh, uh, he was the sheriff. He was a deputy. He was. He was not like the big sheriff, but he was the one who was like the liaison with them. Like that he, he was friends with the administrators. Uh, there was one point where he ran for sheriff and uh, a couple kids got to leave the school so they could cater the event. Tell me if you think that's fucked up. Because uh, whatever the school eventually did shut down it's my understanding that one of the factors was that there was a sheriff's election and the sheriff who came in interpreted the laws in such a way that he was uncomfortable with a lot of the things they were doing there. Whereas the previous sheriff, I mean, it's Montgomery County, Texas. So the Montgomery County sheriff was like, uh, yeah, you want to hit them kids? That's fine. Uh, to be clear, they did not actually like literally hitting kids was, I can't really recall too many times that happening. Um, but you know, Whatever. Like if they just tell you like roll down a hill until your body feels more pain than you felt before. uh, I don't know. I'd I'd rather you punch me at some point. Um, But anyways, so uh, Monty were asked uh, whenever they had kids that were real bad. This was a pretty rarely used club in most of the time that I was there, but they would have him do jail tours. Like he would come and pick you up and like drop you off at jail and like wink at the inmates and be like, you know, teach them some lessons boys and a little scared straight yes absolutely absolutely like they watched scared straight on tv and were like i bet we could do that shit um so i don't i don't even remember people ever giving me their you know like hey here's what it was like on the jail tours I, I definitely never went on one so i don't know what the normal ones were like but there was one that happened in uh 2008 which was three years after i left where uh the inmates got the kid in there Uh, told him to take off his jumpsuit and started putting Vaseline on his back. And
1: now it says "fuck his back."
0: It says back. I think that they're euphemizing. They're lubing up his ass. I think they were lubing up his ass, like not specifically the asshole, but I think they were like you know fucking spreading some on the cheeks. Right. Sure yeah and uh somehow i i would assume that it's like uh he don't eventually got good word time. <laughs> to his parents like that the, the the kid was like hey mom and dad someone just rubbed vaseline on my ass <laughs> and uh in april as this happened january 2008 april 2009 money had to go in year uh go in jail for uh for a month which you know i don't know i i ideally i would like more jail time <laughs> than 30 days for uh all of the various things that occurred there, but the fact that someone had to serve jail time off shit that happened in that school, um, you know, I I, I I'll, I'll take it.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking now, like only half joking, as we circle back to the beginning of the show about, you know, whether there is anything to the water sport, Like, Dude, some would you let an inmate rub- piss on you? No, I wouldn't do that, but I probably would if someone told me. I was in a relationship with them that they wanted to massage my cheeks with some Vaseline. I think I'd let that happen. Oh, yeah. Dude, butt massage? The,
0: like, that sounds kind of why great. Why do I gotta be in a relationship? I'm like, you know, what? Like,
1: yeah, it was, I'll hit me with the Venmo.
0: Anyone Yeah, anyone who's interested in giving <laughs> me a butt massage. Lube up these
1: cheeks? Yeah. <laughs> these, these dogs are barking back here. <laughs> <laughs> so... Now that I'm looking at this, it's jogging my uh, my neural pathways here a little bit. Was your specific location owned by Bain Capital? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I remember you telling me this before, but that is just delightful.
0: Like it was, you know, it's the way all that stuff is. Um the name of the people that I knew was Aspen Education Group, but Aspen Education Group was a wholly owned subsidiary of Bain Capital. Yeah,
1: 100%. Now, is that why, did they do like a job placement program uh, with you for uh, for Domino's, since Bain Capital owns most of Domino's now? <laughs> no,
0: that, that was just a pure coincidence. <laughs> that happens that I, to I one day worked at Domino's. No, that's uh. Whenever you in the Bane Vortex. <laughs> uh, whenever I've uh, talked about Excel recently <laughs> with uh, with with my friends who went there, that that's something that uh, one of them focuses on a good bit, just because like in in his life experience, he's kind of gotten up like he's been involved in the, like the a lawyer looking at a deal like a capital investment um, to just you know like uh, be like what's going on here or whatever. And so to, for him looking back on like trying to figure out what was the hidden meaning of a number of things. Um, yeah, you, you can see the outlines of the Bane people like showing up. Like now, like, like there was people they would show up and they'd be like, uh, yeah, these are our friends. And they were like much older than the administrators um, and, and shit like that. And, uh, and those, those people at one point uh died like they got in a car wreck that that is my my dominant memory of them is them is the the administrators coming in and being like like there was like a while that they weren't around because their uh their friends had uh had gotten into car wreck but they always called them their friends and like looking back like those people were definitely like the representatives of aspen like scouting for you know how are we going to invest this money like how much are we comfortable giving to them? You know, just the, your various like God,
1: trying damn, to, dude, to sort this so stuff depressing.
0: out. <laughs> yeah, no, it's terrible. And I mean, uh, the the fact that the the uh, jail visits went away is definitely residue of the capital investment. Like a lot of what was going on was them figuring out, okay, what are the harshest things you do? How big of a liability are these? And right. there was a, a list that they then handed to them. They were like, these ones are too big of a liability. Like, you you can keep on yelling at kids, but uh, for a while, calisthenics went away a good bit, like the the rolling down a hill stuff that I was describing earlier. Um, But I mean, you know, whatever. All of it would come back, you know, at at times. But for the most part, the first – definitely for me personally, the most grueling part was like the first three or four months. And like that was not just because I was having a hard time. That was because – they treated everyone much, much worse. And I, I believe that the reason that stopped being the case is because the capital investment.
1: I just imagine, like, a bunch of dudes, and in, in my mind, they're kind of in, like, SS uniforms, like, uh-huh. walking, walking around the campus, and they have their hands behind their backs, and they walk up to, like, a shed... Or like a uh, a large like cabinet or something, and then one of them takes out like one of those long baton type things that military people just like point with, and they they tap on the uh, door, and then they bust the padlock off, and just like gallons of Vaseline fall out, and the deputy <laughs> standing there, he's like, "Uh, and like, sir, you're going to have to." uh... You're gonna have to clean this up for us," he's like, "on the double, sir." (laughs) (laughs) Understood. We're doing things a little differently now.
0: (laughs) I uh, I never did see that happen, though.
1: Actually, uh, I think we should save the audio at this point. Okay, because it is like uh, you know, explicitly political, and whatnot. So I guess we're done.
0: I guess we are. All right, man. uh, Mm -hmm. I will talk to you on Thursday.
1: All right. I'll see you. That's it for tonight. The high school special is next, so until tomorrow, for everyone who's been a part of this one,
0: I'm TC and Jake. We do thank you for watching. Good night.